Section 19 of Slave Narratives, a folk history of slavery in the United States from interviews with former slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Teal Plumley Slave Narratives A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves Volume 11 North Carolina Narratives Part 1 by Various Aunt Laura An Interview with Laura Bell 73 years old of 2 Bragg Street Raleigh, North Carolina being informed that Laura Bell was an old slavery negro, I went immediately to the little two-room shack with its fallen roof and shaky steps. As I approached the shack, I noticed that the storm had done great damage to the chainy berry tree in her yard, fallen limbs littering the ground which was an inch deep in garbage and water. The porch was littered with old planks and huge tubs and barrels of stagnant water. There was only room for one chair, and in that sat a tall Negro woman clad in burlap bags, and in her lap she held a small white flea-bitten dog, which growled meaningly. When I reached the gate, which swings on one rusty hinge, she bade me come in, and the Carolina Power and Light Company men, who were at work nearby, laugh as I climb over the limbs and garbage, and finally found room for one foot on the porch and one on the ground. I was born in Mount Airy the year for the Yankees come, being the fourth of five chillings. My mammy and daddy, Minerva, Jane, and Wesley, long-term Mr. Max Strickland, and we live on his big place near Mount Airy. Mr. Mack was good to us, they said. He gave us enough to eat and plenty of time to weave clothes for us to wear. I've heard Mammy tell of the corn shuckings and dancing they had and about some whippings, too. Moss Max overseer, I don't know his name, was one to whoop my mammy once. And Papa, do he? He ain't never make no love to mammy comes up and takes the whooping for her. After that, they counts on Saturday and Sunday and at all day sociable till they gets married. 
as heard her tell about how he axed Moss Mac if he could comp Mammy and adder Moss Mac sees he can. He asks her to marry him. She tells him that she will, and he had him married by the preacher the next time he comes through that country. I growed up on the farm, and when I was twelve years old, I met Thomas Bell. My folks said that I was too young for to keep company, so I had to meet him round and about for several years. I think till I was fifteen. He asked me to marry him while he was down on the creek bank a-fishing. And I told him yes, but when he starts to kiss me, I tells him that there's many a slip through the cup and the lip, and so he has to wait till we gets married. We run away the next Saturday and was married by Justice of the Peace in Mount Airy. Love ain't what it used to be by a long shot, the old woman reflected. Cause there ain't many folks what loves all the time. We moved her rally 40 years ago, and time has been dead several years now. We had just one child, but it was born dead. Chillins ain't raised to be clean like we was. I knows that the house ain't so clean, but I don't feel so much like doing nothing. I just went on a visit about seeping blocks up the street this morning, and I so I don't feel like cleaning up none. I cut the interview short, thereby missing more facts as the odor was anything but pleasant, and I was getting tired of standing in that one little spot. Thank you for coming, she called, and her dog growled again. End of section 19.